Who am I? Who else is there? The aircraft cracked in half, a seed pod giving up its spores, an egg yielding its mystery. Two actors, prancing Jibril and Buttony, pursed Mr. Saladin Chumcha, fell like titbits of tobacco from a broken old cigar. Above, behind, below them, in the void there hung reclining seats, stereophonic headsets, drinks trolleys, motion discomfort receptacles, disembarkation cards, duty-free video games, braided caps, paper cups, blankets, oxygen masks. Also, for there had been more than a few migrants aboard, yes, quite a quantity of wives, who had been grilled by reasonable doing-their-job officials about the length of, and distinguishing moles upon, their husband's genitalia, a sufficiency of children upon whose legitimacy the British government had cast its ever-reasonable doubts, mingling with the remnants of the plain, equally fragmented, equally absurd, there floated the debris of the soul, broken memories, sloughed-off selves, severed mother-tongues, violated privacies, untranslatable jokes, extinguished futures, lost loves, the forgotten meaning of hollow, booming words, land, belonging, home. Knocked a little silly by the blast, Jibril and Saladin plummeted like bundles dropped by some carelessly open-beak stalk, and because Chumcha was going down headfirst in the recommended position for babies entering the birth canal, he commenced to feel a low irritation at the other's refusal to fall in plain fashion. Saladin nosedived, while Farishta embraced air, hugging it with his arms and legs, a flailing, overwrought actor without techniques of restraint. Below, cloud-covered, awaiting their entrance, the slow, congealed currents of the English sleeve, the appointed zone of their watery reincarnation. Oh, my shoes are Japanese, Jibriel sang, translating the old song into English in semi-conscious deference to the uprushing host nation. These trousers English, if you please, on my head red Russian hat, my heart's Indian for all that. The clouds were bubbling up towards them, and perhaps it was on account of that great mystification of cumulus and cumulonimbus, the mighty rolling thunderheads standing like hammers in the dawn, or perhaps it was the singing, the one busy performing, the other booing the performance, or their blast delirium that spared them full foreknowledge of the imminent, but, for whatever reason, the two men, Jibril Saladin Farishta Chamcha, condemned to this endless but also ending angelic devilish fall, did not become aware of the moment at which the processes of their transmutation began. Mutation? Yes, sir, but not random. Up there in airspace, in that soft, imperceptible field which had been made possible by the century, and which thereafter made the century possible, becoming one of its defining locations, the place of movement and of war, the planet shrinker and power vacuum, most insecure and transitory of zones, illusory, discontinuous, metamorphic. Because when you throw everything up in the air, anything becomes possible. Way up there, at any rate, changes took place in delirious actors that would have gladdened the heart of old Mr. Lamarck. Under extreme environmental pressure, characteristics were acquired. What characteristics? Which? Slow down. You think creation happens in a rush? So then, neither does revelation. Take a look at the pair of them. Notice anything unusual? Just two brown men falling hard, Nothing so new about that, you may think, 
Climbed too high, got above themselves, flew too close to the sun, is that it? That's not it. Listen. Mr. Saladin Chumcha, appalled by the noises emanating from Jibril Farishta's mouth, fought back with verses of his own. What Farishta heard wafting across the improbable night sky was an old song, too, lyrics by Mr. James Thompson, 1700 to 1748. At heaven's command, Chumcha caroled through lips turned jingoistically red, white, blue by the cold, arose from out the azure main. Farishta, horrified, sang louder and louder of Japanese shoes, Russian hats, inviolately subcontinental hearts, but could not still Saladin's wild recitals, and guardian angels sung the strain. Let's face it, it was impossible for them to have heard one another, much less conversed and also competed thus in song. Accelerating towards the planet, atmosphere roaring around them.